Listen, it, oh. was, it wasn't submitted formally, but because it was a 30th birthday. Um, well done. Yeah, happy birthday, Jay. Happy birthday, well. Jay. Thanks, boys. Officially, uh, yeah, we're all in our 30s now. No 20-year-olds. We're all mature. And I have some Bali observations, actually. Okay, go on. Actually, one interesting thing, um, real indicator that I turned 30 and went to Bali was um, the only thing I bought were two nice mugs that I found. You know, the shop attendants in Bali, they... They trick you. What do you mean? They're not very honest because they, they say, um, Did they get you? That you walk past, they go, Come in, I'll give you a good price. And I go, Oh, okay. Well, you go in. First thing they do, they give you a shit price. On cheaper by the dozen on DVD. <laughs> You're like no, that, that, was a good, that was a good price. It's apparently a plastic bag system in Bali where if they give you like a white one, yeah. you're a target. So, you know, oh, charge really? them more. Yeah. And if you get to like, say, a yellow one or a black one, you're a good haggler. And I wouldn't you know, know. you're going to come for them. Yeah. Did you ever get a black belt? Uh, yeah, of course I did. Mine was black, made of um, carbon fibre. Okay. The plastic bags I got from my wooden dildo bottle opener. Um, <laughs> they're, so, they're still, <laughs> they're still they're everywhere. They're, they're, the wooden dildo market in Bali is just, it's going bananas. Oh, wonderful. Did Kath like it? Your mum? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she loved it. Uh, anything else in Bali or is that it? <laughs> no, I had a great time. It was really nice. It was really nice. Good way to spend your final uh, or your first days of 30. How about you boys? Uh, I was in Cervantes uh, on a girls trip. Like they brought their partners with my girlfriend. A um, couple, couple things I learned on that. Um, girls are way more organised. They're happy to spend half an hour making um, six cocktails for everyone rather than just consuming six beers each for an entire hour. Like, they're luxuries, but are they need you know? Do you need to have those? In my head, I'm like, oh, I'm grateful. This is very yummy. It's more yeah. yummy than anything I yummy. ever have in my. Mm. Mm. <laughs> just setting myself up for a lot of like penis-based in-mouth jokes, but yeah, and uh, just, whoops, dodge that. Um, <laughs> oh, you brought it up yourself, so you didn't. <laughs> oh, really. It's on my mind a lot. That's all. Uh, other than that, we've been um, we're with Freo Dockers all day. We filmed three things. Me and Harry today. Um, one with Luke Jackson, one with Luke Ryan, and the other one with Hayden Young. Always interesting these ones, the more we do, how uh, there's some skill involved, right? A like, little bit, I think. I think I think, be, I think. it's because we say that the AFL players find it quite hard and they even say it's out of their comfort zone and, of course, it should be. But you know what I say? Uh, look at Josh doing his thing. Go, hey, you've got a bit of talent, my friend. Oh, well, you're, look, you, can, you guys, if you want to spot, if this AFL thing doesn't work out, you can always be a fuckwit. On uh, yeah. stupid videos. <laughs> that's right, that's right. The funniest right. is Luke Jackson just like, oh, man, now you go in a trance and like walk away and we're going to have you pulling like a bunch of gear as you fall over. And he was so nice and so cool, but it didn't. It, it was hard to get across what well, I do was we, trying so to do. So we quickly discussed the basketball oh, yeah. um, scene. So Did Luke it? Jackson had a, you know, the skip with Luke Jackson was about him being a basketball player. Um, before I his AFL that. I haven't career. heard about that about a thousand times. Mm. Yeah, well, that, oh. that's the whole premise of the, the uh, <laughs> video is basketball yeah. background. Gee. I know you're joking. Gee, I actually hadn't. <laughs> I actually hadn't. <laughs> yeah, that, so. that doesn't surprise yeah. me. <laughs> so, so we're on the basketball court doing a bit of a, you know, pretend two-on-two, two, Josh. Yeah. And uh, we had an extra down there, good friend of ours, wonderful broadcaster himself, Andrew Fordham. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> wouldn't call him a ballerina on the court. No, I think his playing days behind him. I don't know if they ever were in front of him. But um, so Luke Jackson's there. He's pretty athletic. He used to, used to actually play for the country. So the whole premise of the this sketch for this is like basketball background. He shuts me down. Stop talking about basketball background. I'm a football player now. He is in the distance. Um, you know, he can hear in the distance 
just oh fuck the zimmer switch um he can oh, hear in the distance God. what's that bouncing a basketball leaves leaves the interview and goes to a basketball court and joins in the thing ends up being shit at basketball and i'm like don't you have a basketball background which is you know a common trope for commentators anyway we've got four guys there um one's a good basketball the rest are like never ever played so 40 just eats shit it's the first time we're shooting luke jackson's there full pace small child <laughs> tripping over themselves just chin on the ground. All okay. right, let's have a look. Okay. <laughs> he, he reached out to grab the ball with his arms, but his feet forgot to follow. It was so shit. It was. You know what was great though? So, Jay, about two minutes after this, this is, you know, to anyone, this would be a knock to your confidence. Yeah. And you're already in the presence of a premiership AFL mm. player. Yeah. You know, they might be already going into it unconfident. Two minutes later... 40 is throwing zingers at Luke Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Just does not care. Does not care. Yeah. Still giving him shit about stuff. That's it's, good. I like the confidence. But it was pretty funny when, like, the media manager, um, Luke Jackson, and everyone that doesn't know 40 are all just openly laughing at him. He can take it. He can take it. He was a good guy. He can take good. it. Um, hey, Josh, I noticed um, last week you had a broken um, oh, the dimmer, dimmer switch. switch. Um, so annoying. Don't worry. I managed to fix it and installed a new button for the correct dimmer switch Wait, this week. Wait, you fixed week. it? Oh, sh- oh, God, I've done it again. Oh, this is so embarrassing. I put the dinner switch in. Oh, it's dinner switch. Oh, because I had a crack at it too. No, no, it happens all the time. Just just um, disclaimer. Fuck off. Disclaimer for the listeners. Um, this was not discussed in the pre-production meeting. Um, I and I've got to... no responsibility for these, even though it is quite funny, Giorgio. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, before I get to that, Giorgio, what presents did you get us from Bali? Oh, I turned 30. What presents did you get me for turning 30? Uh, oh, sorry, I haven't got I that. I turned that right around uh, back on you. Sorry, no party, no presents, mate. Yeah, that's fair. Is I'll, that your rule for life? Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> nah, we might get you a present. Oh. If yeah, you have a party. We're working on it. <laughs> I was thinking of getting you um, one of those really heinously offensive stickers and then decided against it. You know, they, they're not very woke in Bali. The stickers, they all still say, like, you know, so-and-so is gay and, and such. They haven't... Um, I noticed your bag was pretty full. <laughs> you, you're real. Oh, shit, shit. Sorry, that's the simmer switch. <laughs> <laughs> your rear windscreen was full of them too. Yeah, you had them all packed <laughs> up. Switch. All right, boys, just a quick one here. My, my weekend was quiet. I didn't get to go on holiday like you rich folk over there. Um, oh, I yeah. did play golf four days in a row, though. It was fun. Uh, broke, I've Boring. actually broken three um, ice trays since I moved into this place. How? My new place. Oh, twisting them yeah, too, Yeah, twisting right? them, snapping them. They were uh, plastic yeah. ones. So I've ordered a new ice tray for the house. It's a deluxe version. Is it rubber? It's silicon, but it's also got like yeah. a little tray underneath and you can pop the like the um, like, tray into of ice tray. cubes out and then fill it up again. Off you go. you got you, ice for days. Oh, awesome. Anything else? Um, no, not too much apart from the ice tray incidents. I mean, I had this one here about a dog, a big fat Labrador trespassing on the property um, on the weekend, what? which was cool. Really cool dog. Um, what the hell? Yeah, what, I on know. this property. What the f? I know. Yeah, it was seriously good. Wait, wait, was he trying to steal shit? Yes, and he might be coming up in later uh, of this episode's uh, Harry's big house. Uh, so. Um, That'd be exciting. Mm. No, there, there's a serious case coming up, though. Serious, yeah. Um, I've got, I, I take, I, mate, I take your um, segment very seriously. Also, thanks everyone emailing in kickitfordmailbag at gmail.com. Uh, gosh, anything else to add before we head into the headlines? No, no, let's move on. Nutty Bartel poos for the first time in a day. It was better than Matildas have won again. And welcome back, Daniel Ritardo. They came bounding over. <laughs> the headlines. Welcome to the headlines. This week's headlines are brought to you by Tab Touch. Tab Touch is the WA betting brand behind the Eagles, Dockers, and Kick It Four. Tab Touch, you've got the touch. Well, thanks for all the sponsors that are helping us out. Yeah, Otherwise, we would be in a gutter. Thank so. you very much, Tab Touch. We are equally as good as the Eagles and Dockers. <laughs> it seems. Which well, is great. Similar. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, Let's yeah. start. Josh Gallagher would, would say I've been trying the house down. Kick it forward! He's coming off! Get him back off! Get him off! That's the new IFL speech. Nice. Why, I, like, I like that it? we can use like song snippets now. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. There was Australia's fastest man, man Ron Browning. Yep. Then who was the next one? Rodney Eadie's Oh, that's in good. It. So you're back to AFL, AFL 1, sprinting And Hutto one. going, kick it forward. AFL 2. 
Yeah. Athletics won. It's yeah. an AFL sting. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Uh, speaking of AFL, uh, so Ronnie Ede, that was him spraying, I think, Minson uh, back in the day and he just is like, I think for some reason got out. Leon Cameron might be in there as well. It's pretty funny. He's just like, get him fucking off. He's fucking me. <laughs> I think he says the S word. It calls him spastic in it or something like that. Um, That's the S word. Yeah, definitely. I just said it. Uh, I was quoting him. I'm not mm, being it. Um, the first one, AFL, Western Bulldogs. Membership. This went viral on TikTok this week. Uh, people realise that it's about 20 bucks cheap if you get a Western Bulldogs, um, a partial membership. You get a free KO uh, membership, which is cheaper than getting KO. Okay. Sign so, me up. Get me a, do, you, oh, do you get a scarf? And a I think you do get a scarf, yeah. So it's like an absolute no-brainer. So I, I think that's a win for the, the doggies. Like They're going to get so many people in the mailing list, so many people. like So overall, doggies, smart. Probably one of the winners of the membership. Uh, era this year. For sure. Okay, so what does that include? Else, What else is included in the membership? Can you go along to games? Uh, I think there's something in it like that, like a couple games or something like that. Yeah. Hey, you know it's cheaper um, just using Josh's login for KO? I've noticed some people keep kicking me out of fucking, <laughs> is it you? <laughs> no, but what? I do have my own profile on your uh, KO. Oh, yeah. I actually know Josh's password. I might cancel my subscription and log yeah, into his. Guys, can you not? <laughs> I might actually. Fuck off. <laughs> I might do that. No, because I keep getting. Oh, so that's illegal. <laughs> so don't do <laughs> Don't do you it. You wouldn't steal a oh. KO, would you? Sharing passwords is crime. You'll be killed. Uh, next one was prison bars this week. It's read its ugly head. It's so fucking <laughs> annoying. It's like the prison bar thing. For those that aren't across it, Port Adelaide's one of their original strips, not their actual back, really far back one, was similar to Collingwood's. They're obviously part of the Sandful and one of the most successful clubs before joining the AFL. And they always talk about they want to wear it for. For, uh, the showdown, their traditional rival, the Adelaide Crows, um, and the Collingwood Collingwood always block it, particularly when Eddie Maguire was involved because he's a giant, um, rotten, like tomato face butthole. Yes, that was five insults, adjectives in a row. Congratulations. Well, you know what I mean? Those fires over. Well, fair enough. He's got his mm. own uh, interests in mind. For uh, sure. But I'm just pissed off. Before even round one, we're talking yeah. about it. Guys, I was having a little look into the history of where the prison bars came from. And of course, it's one of their early, early jumpers. But had a look at this document on the Port Adelaide um, Football Club website about the whole history of the club and these prison bars. And about in the, I think it was like back in the 60s, Port in the Sandful were complete renegades. Like they were no, – no one wanted to be their friend. There's actually, a, there's actually a quote here from the West Adelaide coach, captain and general manager Doug Thomas in the 60s on how Port Adelaide stood apart from the rest of SA football. If I was left to choose sides between Port Adelaide or the Soviet Union, I would join the communists from Russia every time. It says more about him than it does Port Adelaide. Wow, what was Port Adelaide up to in the 60s? Oh, mate, it, oh, oh, maybe the, the Soviets were just a really attractive nice, team to join back Nice then. bunch of people. Yeah. Didn't that guy ever enter to get um, executed for treason for trying to turn South Australia into a communist state? Uh, let's just say yes, asterisk. <laughs> Asterix, the asterisks, asterisks, asterisks are back. Asterisks, asterisks yeah, are back. Meaning you have no idea, but yeah. Um, a couple other things just quickly, guys. Um, the West, and I've been tracking some stupid puns that the West Australians have been doing. Uh, the first one is they're just going nuts because um, there's like a Ruckman issue. So the first headline was, what the Ruck? Rhymes with? Uh, what the Tuck. So oh, they're getting a Tuck. Then the next one, they went really nuts. They went, uh, Ruckabye, baby. Sure, sure. Because <laughs> it was young kids. What else you got? Next one was Jack, in, Jack is back. Oh, no, uh, Jack in town, like back in town, but his name is Jack. Oh, is this because they have a lack of uh, rucks, eagles, right? Well, no, Jack is now unrelated to rucks, but the first one are rucks. What a, uh, yeah, but, you go. Um, no one not related to sport today. P primary. Oh, I saw that one, P primary, yeah, because yeah. there aren't enough toilets. The other one was, <laughs> I saw, I think this was the Herald Sun. Oh, no, it was the Australian. It was like about Philip Lowe, the RBA. Were, the people are all angry at the RBA boss because <laughs> he's basically uh, said, I'm not going to increase interest rates and then they have a lot. And um, mm. the, the headline, I don't get a mortgage then, sorry. <laughs> the headline is, oh, you know how I avoid debt? Yeah. Don't have enough money don't, to buy anything. Don't, just don't, Be have, a fucking don't have a mortgage. Yeah. Um, so the guys, uh, the, the headline was 10 things I hate about Lowe, uh, like yeah. the Heath Ledger, 10 things I hate about you, um, about Philip Lowe, the RBA boss. The author was also named Adrian Lowe. So he's okay, accidentally written about himself. himself. Okay, I could have gone for lowball there. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Or high... Nah. Or, uh, I should have stopped. Or what about low act? 
Yeah, yeah, all, yeah. all wonderful, good and wonderful. shit, yeah. and yeah. they all would yeah. work. Um, yeah. Forgotten Stars on Instagram also had one. Barry Hall promoted himself on LinkedIn to CEO of Barry Hall. So <laughs> well, Barry Hall is obviously a corporation he has on LinkedIn and he's like, I'm now boss off boss. Hang on, who's CEO of Kick It Forward? Uh, I just appointed myself as CEO. No, damn, oh, damn it. it. This is exactly what I was worried yeah, about. Yeah, well, Barry did it, so Harry can do it. Oh, final one, guys. I've got a bit of a question for you. Um, what do you reckon when we're at – I was open for Channel 9. I was speaking to the um, – I always find this interesting. So I was speaking to the online team and I was like, what's the best video you've ever had? Like best – the most views uh, on your online world, wide world of sport, Channel 9 online. Uh, do you guys want to have a guess? Well, I would have thought it was one that you've actually used in one of the stings, the barking dog, like a current affair, maybe. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, sorry, what platform? Like across the whole socials? Um, uh, Vine. No, any socials. <laughs> It was Mark Waugh eating an ice cream for eight seconds at the Oz Open. How many views? 52 million. Unbelievable. It's like a trumpet. He eats the top, has a little lick, and then has a bit more, then it ends. <laughs> went nuts. Do you reckon, how do you reckon the conversation went about that video? Do you reckon they were like, I've got this video, should you upload it? Mm. Yeah, okay. Oh, is he eating an ice cream? South Africa's Keshav Maharaja's wicket against the West Indies was the second most shocking event of that minute, with the spinner snapping his Achilles while celebrating the scalp. Boring test match. Boring, boring test match. Oh, so this is the South African one. Yeah. I guess celebrating a win. Okay. No, okay. celebrating wicket. Yeah, wicket, sorry. Yeah. I'm, I want Indian Australia. That's just in my head at the moment. Oh, so you don't even want to talk about this? Mm, no, I could actually. <laughs> celebrating a wicket or I had actually had a friend celebrate a grand final victory. The siren goes. Yeah. Ball's coming towards him. He punches the ball in midair and breaks his hand. So yeah. he would have had a way better off season if he just didn't do it. We would have had a way better celebration that night, not being in hospital. Did the guy from the losing team walk up and go, in your face? You may have won the um, battle, but you, I won the but hand walk. The hand. I've still got a hand. <laughs> he did. He did. Um, I, I kicked a bench once when I fouled out and broke my big toe. That You're always fouling out. You're so rough, rough out there on the court, aren't you? No, I'm just not very coordinated. Well, you can get fouled for mistakes. Yeah, it's true. True, it's negligence, isn't it? Negligence. I'm no basketball expert. Tim Zhu beat the crap out of Tony Harrison to claim the interim WBO super welterweight title over the weekend. The win sets up a potential bout with brother Nikita at Taronga Park. So get your best Zoot Suit crew and join the queue for the Zoo Zoo Zoot Suit Zoo Q Do 2. Can we just get a um, golf clap for that great headline? That mm. was amazing. Who wrote that? Put your hand up and say your name. I'm Josh Gallup. Yeah, and, um, and you brought a fantastic <laughs> headline. Now, I'm not sure if you guys were actually planning on speaking about this fight, but I was thinking who would win a boxing match at Taronga Zoo, like between the animals? Oh, gorilla. But, but they, have to, they have to follow boxing rules and wear gloves on their hands or feet. Still have gorilla. I no gorillas got, allowed. <laughs> have I got the sports fact for you? Cool sports facts. Oh, yeah. Interesting. I really want to hear about which animal, but this better relate, Giorgio. Uh, this will blow you away. In 1949, an official boxing match was held between a man and a bear. 1949? Mm. Who won? Take a guess. The bear? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> beat the shit out of him. Who would have thought? What yeah, type of bear? It's a bear. I don't know, big grizzly bear. Koala. Asterisk. <laughs> Koala and he got chlamydia and died. <laughs> <laughs> he's clawed his eyes out. Back then they didn't have like uh, proper STD treatment and he's in the doctor's surgery two years later and he's like, I'm sorry, you're impotent. You've had chlamydia for two years. And then the so guy, guy runs and goes, ding, ding, you win. <laughs> Koala bear. Yeah, I hope that answers your that question. That is pretty good. I was thinking like maybe um, a flamingo would be pretty good because they can duck and wave really well. Yeah, but how would they inflict any damage on they you? They wouldn't. The other opponent would get tired. Oh, the Muhammad Ali approach. Yeah. Tie him. <laughs> tie, Wait till he's on the ropes and peck his nut off. Um, what uh, what animal would you take? The flamingo? Yep. And you veto gorilla? Yep. Because I came up with it too quick. <laughs> no, I actually didn't have an answer. I was just I was just. It's an open discussion. You did, no, you did come up with it very quick and that what was very impressive. What about an orangutan? <laughs> yeah, again, I guess. So, no, nah, they're lazy. No. They're lazy. Get between, the, between, between them and a banana. <laughs> they like bananas. Chimps, they're always like, oh, there's always the horrendous stories about ripping off faces and stuff with chimps. Sorry to bring that up. Yeah, RIP Harumbo. <laughs> yeah, and Harumbo and stuff. Yeah. Just casual. Full on. Sorry, now I'm chat. sad about Harumbo. Oh, oh man, I'm so sorry. Seven years ago he died, 2016. <laughs> How do you know that off the top of your head? Because ah, we were at Union. It was, we're, all, George, it was all about Harumbo. <laughs> George and I got tattoos. <laughs> oh, right. It's the general recap. Ha 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 ha!
don't know what Dan's talking about that these are annoying. <laughs> so that, uh, for those listening, is what a professional sting sounds like. Mm, thanks, uh, Eli. Marshall. Shout Thank out you, to Eli. Eli for that one. But apparently there's uh, a lot of hype in the NRL, if you will, because the Dolphins are on top. Our team, no, our Dolphins. No, you fucking idiot. They're second. No, no, you're right. They um, they <laughs> are pretty top, far. Yeah, they're equal top. Sorry. It's up there. Yeah, they're up very, very good. So this is the new team, uh, coached by Wayne Bennett, the uh, superstar coach. Everyone loves Wayne Bennett. Or oh, no, they don't. I always think he looks like Clint Eastwood. But if Clint Eastwood was sucking a lemon, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what um, Bennett looks like, but now I know. No, now you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, they're two and zero. Oh. They're on top of the ladder, and that would bloody. Would drive some people insane in the NRL. They're like, fuck, the Dolphins. They're called the Dolphins. Dolphins. They can't play ball games. As much as I don't really like a News Corp team, (laughs) another News Corp team, because it's part of the agreement. Like, you know, it's good to have a new fan base and they've got really good crowds and uh, they're getting around the community, so that's good. And they've got people just wearing dorsal fins on their head at the game. They're um, sharks, right? In in our team, sharks. Yeah, that's cool. They get dolphins versus sharks. Do you reckon that they do a bit of like hype around that? I think picture? they. Yeah. Oh, for are they sure. automatic rivals? Must be. Well, who wins in a fight? That's the main thing in the dolphins and sharks. <laughs> dolphins, because sharks get scared away by dolphins. Dolphin Bull- pod. Bullshit, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I'm dolphin surfing, pod. when I'm in the green room, when you see some dolphins, you go, oh, "I'm good. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine." What a load of shit. I think we should have a dolphin um, pod where we wear the dolphin hats. Pod of dolphins. Well, yeah. uh, if they want to. <laughs> That is good. Perth Glory's fan base has now grown to six people after Ed Sheeran was probably forced into a photo in a purple shirt. Yes. Another classic case of, hey, you know it would be great if we got that famous guy holding our jersey and then posted it all over social media. I wonder how it happened. Like that one, the St Kilda one I get because the people brought him over here and they made him a Mm. member and it was like the money to whatever. Glory one is a stretch for me. How did it happen? I don't know. I mean, we've got some contacts of Glory. Let's find out. But um, one of the funny comments on Glory's Instagram was um, pretty sure pretty sure someone behind him has a shotgun pointed at Ed's head. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably from a Glory fan. I feel like find A-League fans are some of the most... They're so funny. They're funny. They're funny and they're like cynical and... They're, but they're they're so yes yeah, so cynical about everything that's happening, especially like this year with all the crap going on with the grand final being sold to Sydney. Uh, yes, Harry. Sheeran being in Australia, he it was a good PR, wasn't it? Sheeran he, being he, here, he, he managed to visit every children's hospital. Good on him, and he managed to take a commercial flight as well. Okay. How, okay. Him <laughs> him on a commercial flight. What's going on there? You brought this up the other day, actually, Josh. Yeah, it's like okay. One what of the most hero. famous people in the entire world. And, you know, he's probably... He just had two shows for 110,000 people at MCG, yeah. 70,000 in Perth. Probably can afford a full-price ticket. He, he, the only reason is PR. Like, there is yeah. only one reason. And he's sitting there and then um, someone's like, oh, my God, it's a cheer and I love him. And he's an economy. And he's just there going, my mama don't love me. What if he's like, uh, to make... <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to make he sure... Might have, he might have written that song, though, actually. Is that why you, yeah, you yeah, felt yeah, the lyrics? Yeah, you felt yeah, Ed's sorry. lyrics definitely yeah, felt yeah. like him. Do you reckon he, like, to make sure people notice him, he's getting on board and he's like, uh, yeah, see, for Ed Sheeran? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah 13F, yeah. Ed Sheeran. He's wearing a hat yeah. and but the hat gets knocked off. Oh, sorry, my big red hair. Oh, my, oh my, <laughs> oh God. my God. Sorry, oh, Ed, my Ed Sheeran hat oh my fell God. on the floor. Uh, straight to the children's hospital, please. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to have a good nap. I'm tired from all this touring my, my yeah. music. I'm, oh, God. Oh, what did you last night? You play in front of 100,000 people? <laughs> oh. And then he goes, yeah, not even an exit row. Sorry, is this the, is this the intercom thing? And they say you're in the class A team. <laughs> oh, sorry, it's Ed Sheeran. That yeah. was Beaver too. No. <laughs> no, Beaver wrote that one. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Somewhat unknown professional golfer Tom Hoagie arrived at the Players' Championship Sawgrass hoping to score a few free meals and play some shit golf, but left as the new course record holder. There is actually a lot of truth to that headline. He had literally booked a flight home for the Friday night, which is after two rounds. So he wasn't <laughs> expecting to make the cut. Oh, uh, self Round two, <laughs> round two, due to weather, I got pushed to the third day. So we cancelled the Friday one, but had one booked for Saturday night, expecting still not to make the cut. He performed well in round two, made the cut. Then on the third round, he shot the course record, 62. He def- he um, ruined the party for nine uh, peoples, nine people basically. So in- including some names such as Fred Couples, who did it first, Greg Norman, Aussie Jason Day. Brooks Kepka and Justin uh, Dustin Johnson. I've heard of some of those. I hope he had a um, 
Hope you had a flexi ticket. Otherwise, well, might not have been worth it changing George, flights. Giorgio, that many times. he had a flexi ticket in the fact that he won $2 million for coming third in the tournament. Well, and he booked an economy ticket home. Uh, but you know what was interesting is Ed Sheeran was right next to him. <laughs> yeah. And he was and, like... And achieved more than him still. And then he goes, oops, sorry, my back's a bit sore. I've been like a guitar around. Oh, what's that big, <laughs> che- what's that big check you've got that, there? Oh, you win some golf, did you? Oh, I just played 110,000 people. Got no, no, $5 he, billion. Dollars. He goes, oh, what's that tiny check you've got? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Can you get up now? I need to pull. Uh, hey, shout out to Perth local Minwoo Lee who was leading for a lot of the time. He did unfortunately melt in the last round. Still took home about a million, tied for sixth. And shout out to the guy that was wearing two golf gloves and uses iron covers, which a lot of golfers will know is a bit of a... Well, taboo. Why? Uh, I don't know, it's a bit of a loser thing to do, have iron covers. It does protect your assets, I guess. But he, he shot a hole-in-one on the famous 17th at TPC Sawgrass. Wow. Wow. I'm so yeah, impressed. With two gloves on. Is the iron – hang on, I'm stuck on this iron covers Iron thing. covers, yeah. Is it like you – if you have iron covers, like you've never no, had sex or something? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, basically. This guy's going to have heaps of sex. He got a hole-in-one on the 17th at the famous TPC Sawgrass. Congrats on sex. Yeah. <laughs> That's sick. The owner of strip club Shotgun Willies has said the gun-wielding NBA star Ja Morant is welcome back anytime as he doesn't drink booze, he leaves $50,000 in tips for the girls and he even makes sure to only bring small firearms onto the premises. Yeah, and the girls only got a little bit scared of his gun that he brought in. But photos from this famous night out, booty-popping night, um, have, and the Denver strip club have been released into the wild. Bit of a breach of privacy, I would have thought. Yeah, how dare they? Did you see this photo? Oh, uh, just like, was this pre or post? This is when he actually had the gun out, right? No, no, no. He had, he had a gun out, but it wasn't a, wasn't one that could, well. It was locked and loaded. Go, it was locked and loaded. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it was locked and loaded. He's dropped some cash. The floor was covered wall to wall and the couches in, in his room in dollar in what? bills. Oh, thank Christ. Yeah. Oh, what were you going to say? Shotgun shells or? Well, kind of. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Oh, loads of some sort. Explosive <laughs> rounds? Okay, okay, guys, that's disgusting. Um, what's it, what's it, like, is that fun? Uh, wasting money. I don't know. We were talking about this the other day. It was just like I, if we're at a strip club for a bucks or something or I don't know, do, to do my accounting, um, just good, good to get a clear Okay, head. Okay, yeah. you misogynist pig. Go yeah, um, if I'm at a strip club, I'm so hesitant of spending money that I'm not even making eye contact because in my head somehow – Somehow that it's going to f pos out of my account because I'm such a sting. <laughs> yeah. If I like, you. if I make co- eye contact with like either titties or eyes. Yeah. Because then I'm like, oh oh no, it's direct Uh-oh. debit costing somehow. Money, magic direct money. debit. Even mm. buying a drink is like, oh my god, what have I done? I've sinned. Yeah, I've and sinned. I've spent lots of money. Thirteen yeah. bucks for a vodka lime and soda. What yeah. the fuck? That's the same as everywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but. A show on. Speaking of titties, Germany got right behind International Women's Day this week with Berlin officially allowing the better sex to bathe topless at all Berliner pools. Equality for all, hey? That's correct. And uh, look, Georgia, Josh and I were actually discussing how this whole conversation at the council might have gone down. So someone's coming <laughs> to make a complaint. I've gone, hey. Angry mob. We, Picture yeah. an angry mob. Angry mob. Hey, we want to um, also be able to bathe topless in the pools and the, maybe <laughs> perhaps a man behind the desk has gone... Oh, we'll see yeah. what we can. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'll just go and check the gu- with the guys out the back. Uh, this week's episode is proudly brought to you by our mates at Ned's. Harry, another another round. Every round is amazing. We had rivalry around last weekend. This week, just friend Yeah, rounds. they're all mates now. They're yeah. all hanging out. Uh, a lot of big ones this weekend. Flagman will take on Sydney at home. Excited for that one. Also, Essendon take on GWS. A real test of their might, the Bombers. Will they blow up? That could be an eight-point game, Josh. I'm also looking forward to Sunday between West Coast and Collingwood at the MCG. Uh, Pies had in heavy favourites, but the Eagles, they've been feisty lately. West Coast really looking for game experience at the G in case they make finals. Yeah, potentially, yeah. Especially Reid. Like, yeah. is it too um, crazy to say he's going to play in at least five premierships? Um, yeah, that is crazy. It should be at least ten. Uh, yeah, 10 premierships. And maybe for another team. Oh. So, yeah, they head in heavy underdogs, but it should be a big game regardless. And remember, if you want that and more, head to the Neds app today to check out their massive range of AFL markets. Prices subject to change. T's and C's apply. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. You know what? Shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> Look, on this <laughs> occasion, uh, we're willing to... We're willing to comply. Uh, the votes are in, yeah. yeah. Um, we, we don't need to do a referendum. No, no, the all good. <laughs> oh, we should do it now. No, yeah, it's good. And they're like, they're we'll like, sign it now. 
praise these brave men for standing mm. up for free speech. You know, praise them. But to, to be fair, if you go to Germany, if it's like a, it's sunny in Germany or like Europe, a lot of those places, you go to a park, people have got their tops off. Yeah, it's pretty general there. Same like Scandinavia, even more like all the sauna sauna culture. Like everyone's just naked there. Sometimes they've got shirts on and dong out. That's a well, that's ballsy. The, the nipples are more off- <laughs> the nipples are more offensive than the dongs, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Well, not really. I mean, <laughs> definitely not. Oh, good, good, good headlines, guys. Yeah, great. <laughs> all right, let's move on. This segment was brought to you by Tab Touch. Those with the touch choose Tab Touch. Guys, investigation this week. We have a a regular. Um, Mike Whitney. Uh, oh, yes. Sorry, go on, Harry. Yeah, just for our um, new Italian listeners, um, Mike Whitney is a former professional Australian cricketer and host of a very popular reality TV show here in Australia. Host of so many, and mm. that's a good point you bring that up. He was the host. In the period there, he was the one of the faces of the Olympic Games for Channel 7. Gladiator hosted that, which was a sensation. Who dares wins is a sensation. On top of that, he just he's the eighth most wicket taker for New South Wales in Sheffield Shield history. Second <laughs> episode from last year, one of our most spoken about. You know, you might remember him. I, I cut up a clip that went on a little bit viral on Twitter and other places, people seem to love it, is is Whitney just talking about the state of reality TV. Reality has taken, for me, a very negative turn. Mate, my kitchen rules was about the food and the cooking. Now it's about bagging each other across a table. If you watch Big Brother, having an alliance with this bloke and then I've got to stab him in the back because I want to win the 250000 Well, the block is just fucking, I'm cheating, I took a photo of that and you blokes are assholes and you're a liar. Well, it's is that is that really what we want to see well maybe today's audience does but back when we were shooting who dares wins mate it was pure it was hey mate your wife said you could do any dare we know you're shit scared of heights come with me and we'd throw him up a fucking antenna or something and if he didn't do that we'd say mate no dramas good effort for having a go yes okay that is (laughs) That is the best motivational quote. What I'm thinking is we are we have got some merch on the way. Can we get a shirt that's just printed out with every single one the of the entire words? quote? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mike Whitney. You know what's really funny is like at the end of the day, who dares wins was about like also putting your head in a bucket full of <laughs> baked, baked beans. Yeah, funny you say crunch. that. So that yeah. was the entree last time we spoke a bit about uh, Mike Whitney. Maybe we'll put the full uh, chat up later on this week, uh, just on the feed. But without further ado, oh. The great Mike Whitney. So here we go again. (laughs) Pat's former test cricketer turned TV host Mike Whitney. And he's back after first chatting about Who Dares Wins last year, an iconic Aussie TV show that gave people money for a range of death-defying or gross dares. One day with the baked beans thing, we got a big fish tank, filled it right up to the baked beans. And he says, we've got to get someone in a suit to put their head down to their chest into this baked bean and we'll give him 150 bucks if he does it. And I'm thinking, who's gonna do that in a suit? He was good enough to give us a bit of his time again after a double knee replacement last year, and also in his 23rd year as the president of the Randwick Petersham Cricket Club. When I first went to see him, he's looking at the x-rays and my right knee was not good and it had a bend in it, a sort of bowed out. And he's Irish, he's going, you know, gee, that right knee's not that very fucking good, mate. And I'm thinking, that's the good one. And then he looked at the left knee and he went, but that left knee, <laughs> that's as bad as I've ever seen, mate. Oh, no. Anyway, enjoy. Um, what's your favourite test scalp of those 39 or your, your, your favourite scalp, whether that was in the Sheffield Shield or just of your 39 um, for Australia? <sighs> Look, your very first one's always really special. And, but I will tell you about this one wicket that I got in Perth. I was man of the match. I ended up with 11, 7 and 4, I think, in that game. But I pictured running in the next ball and just bowling this one that was just starting to move and hit the seam, moved away, got the nick, and Healy caught it. Just this whole movie reel in my head as I was walking back. Ran in the next ball and it happened exactly like that. That's the only time in my career that it happened. In the air, yes, he's gone. Big nick there, well bowled Michael Whitney. Five down for Nelson. It was like I had electricity coming out of the end of my fingers. And it was, it was almost an out-of-body experience, yeah. Zoned so fine that day, and I found it that day. And I think people like Shane, Glenn McGrath, DK Lilly, and the great batsmen around the world, they can find that, that zone a lot more easier than people like I could, and that's why they're the greats. But I'll never, ever forget that moment, that 
what I'd seen in my head happened in front of me. The way the ball tracked straight to Ian Healy, I even knew how he was going to react. And he did exactly, I'd seen it in my head. I was 33 already and approaching the end of my career. So to do that at the end of my career, I justified a lot of things to myself, how hard I'd trained, the knee operations I'd gone through, keep persisting, don't give up. Keep the fire going in your belly. You can do this. What's you? What was your bunny like? Was there someone in Shield cricket where you're like, I've got this guy. I, I don't know why. I don't know. He keeps destroying South Australia. Keeps destroying everyone. But for some reason, when I go against him, I know I've got the the upper hand. Is there anyone that sticks out in that regard? Not in Shield cricket, but Brian Lara's first tour here. I fancy me saying this. Uh, I knocked him over twice in the last test match. I might have got him out four or five times, maybe six times that summer. Well in, goes through the right length, trying to hit down the ground. So Michael Whitney draws button. Tremendous roar from the crowd. Uh, he was pretty much my bunny. <laughs> That summer, every time I played against him, I, I got to knock him over. It was really crazy. Just with Hudez wins, we got so much out of you last time about Hudez wins. Yeah. After we spoke about it, were there any other stories that ca- came up in your head where you thought, oh, shit, that actually was a pretty crazy thing that happened or anything like that? I mean, we, we were pretty extensive with it, but was, was there anything that popped up in your head, not not um, putting you on the spot or anything? I reckon if I hung the phone up and sat here for 10 minutes and rang you back, I'd probably have another half a dozen stories. There was so much that went on. And, of course, what was a huge dare in year one was a $50 dare in year two. <laughs> and I kept going into the office. I don't know whether I mentioned this last time, but I walked into the office at North Sydney one day and up on the board it said, man feeds shark with chain mail glove. And I thought, well, hang on. What about if he's feeding the shark with the chain mail glove but the shark takes his arm off. The chainmail glove's not going to do much. It's going to give the shark a bit of indigestion. That's about all. But this is how far we were, or the 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 guys that own who does ones were willing to take it. Do you watch anything nowadays? Are you watching anything at all? Like, um, what do you consume in that in that space? Because you're obviously such a huge part of Australian TV history. I don't watch a lot of free-to-air TV now, I find some of those shows, and I suppose I'm not in TV now, I can mention it, Married at First Sight, Farmer Wants a Wife, um, all those shows just really blow me away. I, I just don't know why people would put themselves through that. And, you know, I've, I've heard from media people that there's a lot of mental health problems with some of those shows, and I, I say the same thing. Why would you want to expose yourself? Well, I think that's pretty clear. There's a bit of ego involved in it. They're on TV, and they're hoping that, you know, their followers will increase. I mean, that's a bit shallow on its own, isn't it? Um, and then they get work or some notoriety after the whole thing's over. But I don't know. Man. Look, I was involved in one of the first reality TV shows ever, which was, like you mentioned, Who Dares Wins. Um, but we didn't leave people sort of hanging and there was no abuse and belittling of people, even if the person didn't do the dare. And they had a go at it. Mate, we were applauding them for just having a go because some of that stuff was pretty scary. But We didn't speak about this last time. What was Australian Gladiator like? Because that was pretty revolutionary in itself. And I think like everyone kind of, all the Gladiators played this character of themselves. But were there any weird stories behind the scenes of that? Like where, you know, contestants were going too hard or something? Because while it was, it was competitive, but at the same time, you know, they're in character. Yeah, it was really competitive. Um... And they were big, big, strong men and women. Some of those guys, and I just finished playing cricket then. It was pretty much my first year at Channel 7, 1995, and I was making Who Dares and Glads and Sydney Weekender as well, all together. But I turned up, and, mate, I was still pretty fit then and still, you know, strong. And some of these dudes were just ginormous, and the girls were so fit. Um, But, yeah, there was – there was a couple of times when I was out the back just before we went on and they had a gym there to sort of warm up and pump themselves up. And outside in the arena, they were interviewing the contestant and the contestant only had to say, I'm going to give it to the gladiators tonight. You know, I've worked out all their little things and I reckon I can beat, you know, so-and-so on the rings and so-and-so on the, on the pyramid and all this sort of stuff. And I'd be in the gym watching them warm up and they'd go, you hear that bloke? <laughs> <laughs> And then sometimes they'd go out there and they were pretty serious about not getting beat. A few people got knocked out. 
um, <laughs> which of course wasn't shown. Um, so people got knocked out on like they were doing the run and just because like, because you're, <laughs> you're hitting, hitting people with like basically a giant um, punching taken glove. out the back into the medical thing, smelling salts, come back and then assessed if they could continue on or not. Uh, never seriously hurt. I can't remember any serious injuries in gladiators, but it was very physical and very like the people that got on the show as a contestant, they went through rigorous physical training and, and, and expertise and show us what you can do and what's your background and all that. So they were quite good physical specimens as well. I remember one guy who won in the first series was actually the guy who trained the SAS over in Perth. Man, this guy was just a machine. Let me tell you. And even the gladiators said, wow, this guy's like, can't inflict pain on him. He just <laughs> runs straight through you. He was amazing. What was the Sydney Olympics like? Oh, man. I, you know, when I was a kid, I was a little athlete. And you have that fleeting moment. You'd love to go to the Olympics. And I'd always love the Olympics and watching it on TV and stuff like that. So just to have it in my hometown of Sydney was amazing. The fact that I was working for Channel 7 and they were the, the broadcaster was double amazing and the fact that everybody got to work on it and i clearly remember the first day that we went out to the international broadcasting and they were handing out the the passes which had your name and your network on it gives mike whitney and i go up and I, I grab this pass and there's like two or three passes in one and it said access all areas and i thought that can't be right man what's what does that mean so after the talk and the boss there you know talked about how we're going to shoot this and what we're going to do and it's personal specific job i went up to him and went what does that mean access all areas he went what do you think it means you dubbo <laughs> access all areas any place that the olympics is on in sydney so if that's the velodrome out of bankstown or the rifle shooting at the place there or out at the kayaking canoeing out at penrith or at the olympic stadium you can get in anywhere. Oh, man, I just couldn't believe that. So that happened to me. I, I went everywhere and did reports for the Holy Olympics for Channel 7. Was it the opening and closing ceremonies? I mean, to be in my hometown and to see that happen, to see Kathy Freeman win their 400, to be there at the opening and closing ceremonies. I mean, I'll never, ever, ever forget that one of the greatest periods of time in my life and it had nothing to do with cricket what a legend what a champion the last thing i asked for mike was him to give us a motivational clip something you can use whoever you are any morning to fire up and win your 50 bucks hey good morning I'm talking to you. Get up. Wake up. Get up. I want you to take close attention. We've only got limited time on this planet, so why would you want to waste a day? It's a brand new day. The sun is shining. The birds are flying around. How bizarre is this show? And if you've got a problem, go and have a good look at yourself in the mirror, and that's the end of the problem. Keep throwing punches. Now, if you can do all that, I'll give you 50 bucks. <laughs> and then just melt into the ether, bro. Oh, Whitney's done it again. Whitney's done it again. Great chat, wow. Josh. And another, even more shirts to be made after that chat. Yeah, I think we can do something with that for sure. No, he's just such, it's so funny. Like, I remember at the end of it, he um he was actually pretty keen. Like, he was, he was like, this was actually fun. And we were just chatting for a while afterwards anyway. I had nothing to do on the Tuesday. Yeah. You're going to get a beer soon with him? Or? No, and I said, if we're ever in Sydney, let's do a sit-down actual interview like a funny one. And he goes, what am I? Yeah, come around. What do you mean if we're ever in Sydney? We're going to Sydney yeah, for we're that. we're in Sydney you're for sure. Well, we'll just going. make the trip up. What well, a legend. He was so fucking fun. Um, we got a lot of emails, a lot of things that need uh, a little bit of legal help, Harry. Let's move on. This week's episode is sponsored by Revo Fitness. For just $9.69 a week and no lock-in contracts, you can have muscles just like Giorgio. Oh, yeah. All right, that's actually pretty cheap. Open 24-7 nationwide in WA, South Australia, Victoria, and New South Wales. I've legitimately gone there for about a decade and even did a chin-up there about a decade ago. Don't be Devo. Get to Revo Fitness. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Dear Muscles. Welcome to the mailbag. Remember, it's kickitforwardmailbag at gmail.com if you've got a Harry's Big House submission or any other things you want to point out from the week or any advice at all. Uh, guys, should, what do you want to do? Let's get to a couple of emails and then we'll get to the main event. Oh, for off the top. Big house, straight up. Oh, Jesus. He wants it now. Mr. President, can this wait? I've got bigger fish to fry. God bless my friend Harry. Harry's big house. <laughs> wow. No one's safe. I've got such a hard on for the boys. Not as hard as the prison bar. Someone's about to be behind. Got him. Ooh. Mozzie Sharp right in this week, guys. Mozzie what? Sharp. Mozzie Sharp. Do you cool. That's his real first name. Yep. I think it's Mozzie. Fly Blunt. Well, regardless what it is, there's a lot of buzz about it. For sure. All right, Mozzie Sharp writes in, very distressed, guys. Nice sting. This is a serious case. Dear Giorgio and friends. Not sure why you wrote that. It's great, though. So on the weekend, I drove up from Perth to go clubbing with my cousin and my best mate. Keep in mind, I don't spend much time in Perth and don't really know my way around. So when my cousin and my mate left in an Uber with two girls, leaving me stranded and having to walk six kilometres home at three o'clock... I wasn't super happy. Just wondering what punishment they deserve. Kind regards, Moss. All right, guys, calm down. <sighs> Moss, first of all, thank you for your email and submission Moss. to Harry's Big House. Um, I also want to thank my legal secretary, Josh, this week, who discovered some more facts about the case um, because there is qu- there's quite an obvious question here. Um, why couldn't why couldn't Mozzie get an Uber? <laughs> Okay. Well, that was my clarification. Yeah. Because I was like, I'll leave this to my legal counsel, but just a bit of due diligence. No. What prevented you from getting an Uber? Thank you, Josh. You saved me time and made the case even more interesting. Moss replied, I had run out of data and didn't have an online card, so I couldn't use Uber. Uh, okay. Here, here okay. we go. Just a couple of questions. Okay. First of all, that sucks, but I thought if his phone died, fair enough. Online card, who still has credit? Yeah, I don't know who has. Moss. That's who. Oh, it must be. It must be between Mozzie eighteen or twenty-one, I reckon. Like, yeah. and that's yeah. okay. That's fine. It happens. Um, I might just get straight to a few thoughts I had. Um, first of all, if I'm, we're feeling for you, Moss. Um, very, 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 oh, very tricky case. Um, first of all, let's just establish the fact that it's not always easy to get an Uber from a nightclubbing spot these days. We know there are some problems with Ubers. Um, they suck. But I don't even want to get into that. Um, Moss didn't have access to any of these facilities, so. Let's just take this case for what it was. Uh, he's walked six kilometres at 3am. Who knows what kind of danger he was in. Northbridge, if he's, let's just say Northbridge, yeah. he could, could have dealt with me. Yeah, predators. <laughs> and I bet the, those predators wouldn't mind a piece of moss. If I would have come across him, he'd uh, been in trouble. Oh my God, he would have been moss on a tree. Um, on the other hand, Mozzie's cousin and best mate are chasing girls. They've got tunnel vision mm. at this stage. Okay, no doubt. Wanted to get some sort of job done. So um, this is a really tough situation, guys. Um, Moss not even being able to contact anyone with his phone in this day and age must be factored into the case. Mm-hmm. He's really put himself into a sticky situation. Yeah. Resourcefulness may not be a strength of Mossy, but that doesn't matter. He's come all the way to Perth to party with his cousin and best mate. I feel like they need to be looking out for him. Yeah. If he was a Perth lo- local, I'm sure it'd be fine. Six kilometres away from a club, he should know his way around. You know, he should have his have his shit sorted. Um, yeah. I believe that... Yeah, sir? It's just a young guy, though, like, new yeah. to the city, hasn't spent much time there. I, I, I got lost in Adelaide when my phone died last year, and I'm old. Yep, who was responsible for you? My big old self. Yep, mm. there you go. I believe in this, in this modern world, Mozzie should have been a bit more prepared to get himself around. Uh, you lost and, and you lost. The thing is, though, I know I'm going hard on Moss here, but he's mm. learned his lesson on that long six-kilometre walk. <laughs> But the cousin and best mate failed to provide the care that they almost um, unofficially agreed to when he drove up to Perth to club, go clubbing with them. Oh, what, you argue there's a duty of care? Well, here's the sentencing. Hit the millionaire sting. (laughs) Trying to find it. (laughs) Or bed. Next time Mozzie is up in Perth, the best mate and cousin must cover Mozzie's Uber cost to get to the clubbing destination and each buy him a drink at whatever venue they visit. That's their punishment for leaving him stranded. Mozzie is then completely responsible for getting himself home, whether he is with the boys or not. It's like a little slap on the wrist. 
Yeah, it's a little slap on the wrist of the guys. Yeah, 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 yeah it is. And Mozzie yeah. needs to be taking responsibility. As because well. if he stuffs that up again, it's like, well, you clearly haven't learned. Yeah, I think at that, that time of morning, if if people want to bail from a club, I know the cousin and best mate have gone, you know, to chase these girls, but out of town, different different rules. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of arguing here, but. Like, that's why I understand that it's usually every man for themselves in these situations, but what about poor old Mozzie? Yeah, no one really thinks of the Mozzies. People often just, just slap them and move on. Yeah, either that or you can buy Mozzie a 30 gigabyte data card. <laughs> do it again. Another option. And I think <laughs> Mozzie... Some credit. Do it again and I think Mozzie cops a spray. <laughs> um, I, I think it also needs to be factored in, did these boys marry those two girls? Well, it's probably only been about four days. Well, they kids move bloody fast now. Maybe give us an update if you can, guys. Or Mozzie, give us an update on what's happened since. Are mm. they engaged? Are, Are they, they in love? Are they in love? Um, I, I have a little story on the back of that. We, is case closed? Case closed. Uh, I'll just find the gravel. I mean, gavel. Professionally once again. Oh, uh, the other one I had was... Uh, <laughs> so we, I actually had a case like this and it happened to me. And you know what? I was the one in trouble. No, I was the one... Oh, fuck. And you know what? Yeah. I was the one at fault. I'm sorry, guys. My mate visited me in Melbourne one time. We were staying at another friend's because I didn't live there. I lived in Bendigo. And my mate Poodle came and stayed with us. He was working on a girl that night and, like, they were getting along really well. And I tipped my hat and said, good day. And I disappeared into the darkness. He even told us, hey, guys, I think I like this one. Yeah, so you're giving me privacy. And we all sort of, we, we all levitated and then went into the shadows and disappeared. And he, we were mm. on his merry way. Seconds later, she left. Time to leave and this goes, Okay, see you later. I'm going home. And then he was just left in the centre of Melbourne without a phone. This is a time where um, he didn't have any battery either. And he's like, how the hell do I get home? Didn't write it down. Now, part of it is me. He's like, you probably should have written the address down in some way. <laughs> but then he's driving around for the next, like, six hours trying to find the place. He ends up sleeping at Southern Cross Station. At one point, he f- sees some cardboard wow. and um, goes and then goes, oh, that looks kind of soft. I might lie down on there. Some guy starts yelling at him for getting off. Get off my effing cardboard yeah, yeah, and then he and then he took it to shine to me he goes listen i'm sorry i reacted that way if you want some good cardboard it's over there and at this point he goes i'm not fucking homeless mate like shut up and, he, and then he fires back oh, the guy's no. like, the guy's was... like get out of here mate get out so then he's kicked out of southern cross eventually i found my phone at 8 a.m woke up feeling pretty good had a good eight hours and uh, there was just like every every single stage of grief there was like anger i'm leaving i'm flying back to perth you know what as soon as you wake up get this i'm eating a whopper and you know what? We had a great weekend because he wore it that it was partially his fault. Yes, mm. the key, key word, partially. Let the poodle off the leash. That's what happens. You've been great today. That's all I've got. Back with a few boxes. Oh, God. Just pause one second. Uh, if you've got a dog act you want to um, meet a handle. Or a poodle act. For Harry's biggest. <laughs> send your submissions to kickitforwardmailbag at gmail.com. Fuck, what was that? Um, <laughs> That's my radio voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That costs a lot of money, you know. All right, guys, uh, we've got a couple other really long-winded ones. This one's from James Gardner. Actually, it's quite short-winded. Uh, what's hanging, lads? Great to have you back inside my eardrums. Important question. Is it a sign of weakness if a guy whispers when he swears? For example, his name's James Gardner. Guards, you're up whispering. Wanker. Also, bring back the ant facts, please. Love you, G. Guards. Aww. He's saying love you, Giorgio. So that's Look. really weird. There have been a few requests for some facts about ants. Yeah. And let's just say I haven't had time this week to make a story. <laughs> okay, okay. Where's, is Giorgio Bot here then? Oh, yeah. Oh, there he is. <laughs> a lot of people are asking for Giorgio Bot as well. Um, guys, this one relates to me. Do you mind if I read it? Okay. Sure. <laughs> Hello, my dearest, kick it forward. Now, I just need to clarify, we tried to read this one earlier in the week. Hello, my dearest Kick It Forward, long-time listener, first-time emailer. This is Lewis Wright. This is a long one. I don't really believe in grammar or punctuation, (laughs) so take breath breaks as you see fit. Don't wait for a comma or full stop. They're not coming. And call back too many, many episodes ago about sports memorabilia gone missing. I'm from Torquay, Victoria, and to my surprise, as a 10-year-old, I was told by my dad that I have a famous relative in the NBL. It was drumroll plays no one other than Josh's older brother, Tom, which a lot of people realise is the successful brother. 
My dad is Robin, Josh's mum's cousin. No commas whatsoever in that. I think I have only met uh, this side of the family once or twice, but I went into the rooms after a game. I watched Tom play uh, for the Perth Wildcats and got a jersey signed by every player on the team. This jersey had a spot in my heart and a spot very deep in my cupboard where it hung <laughs> for 15 years until I moved out of the family home for good. And the jersey was boxed up there in what I thought was a keep box but must have gone to the op shop. The jersey was never to be seen again. I would say let's all get the band back together to find it but uh, I don't really want to because it wasn't that good. Um, basically the moral of the story is Tom was famous when I met him. I cannot confirm I met Josh because I have very good memory uh, for freakishly tall gingers. The only thing I can think... <laughs> Fuck this guy's forever. Think is, he uh, wasn't freakishly tall at the time, or I simply uh, when I went straight to the game and never got a chance to meet him. My memory is faded. For oh years, God. For prolonged sting exposure. But if I were to meet you again, I'm sure I'd remember you. How freakishly tall and ginger frame. Cool. Get, thank you. We're now to the question. Can we get the Spark Notes version <laughs> oh of that God. email, please? Oh my God. <laughs> Lewis. Okay, okay, Lewis. It's uh, still it's still going. There's one last line, and you'll need to know this. Lastly, I saw Giorgio on a bike in Perth when I was there in December. <laughs> Here is a photo. It's not really funny, but I saw him and I took it on a phone, uh, photo but then realised it wasn't that funny and important, so never sent it. But now it's just you're the funniest bit. It's just a screenshot of the photo. <laughs> okay, this will be up at the Kick It Forward podcast social media page, of course. Oh, get around the Instagram, by the yeah, way. Yeah, get around the Instagram. Follow us on both and also review the page. Um, you, you're with Cam and you, I must actually confirm you look like Gimps. Yeah, well, uh, we are riding our bikes at a. It's like at a okay. traffic light with helmets on. Of course, you're gonna look like a fucking gimp. Thank you very much, oh. Louis, for the email. I'm um, sorry, my second or third cousin. I don't. Uh, I, I know the family, but I don't. So remember. The, the fa- I got a little insight into the family tree there. I kind of forgot what the start of the email said because it was about. Oh uh, yeah, it's all, it's all a blur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, uh, thanks, Louis. Oh, amazing. Um, policy on paraphrasing emails from now on. Yeah, go for it. Unless, mm, unless yeah. it's like incriminating. Um, I think people should be able to write and speak for as long as they want. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, as someone no who's work. been incriminated in the no. past for such <laughs> things. Uh, no, no, there's no work out. It's just about engagement and how fast you read. <laughs> no, Lewis actually, but that was a good email. Yeah, it was, well, it was, it was well written. Um, I got right. a quick one from um, oh, yeah, uh, Matt Lloyd, listener and umpire, as you remember from last season. <laughs> Message me on Instagram saying, unless you want to cry yourself to sleep every night from now on, don't ask anyone from Victoria what they think of Shepparton. That's in response to uh, me getting compared to the suburb of Shepparton. Yeah, someone messaged in saying it's also the meth capital of Victoria. Okay, so wogs and meth is what I'm getting out yeah, of this. Okay. I, you know, what, I don't what think I, think I will. Of. Yeah, okay. I mean, the drugs part's obvious, but I don't know where the wog part comes in, George. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, I've never brought it up ever. Um, no. All right, uh, we just had a quick couple of funny ones on Instagram. Someone asking when Giorgio bots back. Well, Giorgio's got a couple of holidays coming up. Well, a big one. He might be there. Um, just a quick one here. Who would win in a race, Giorgio, Harry, or Josh? Uh, Hel- health, healthy me. Healthy, healthy, healthy me. I'm going healthy me. Yeah, I'm built. I'm built for sprinting. Uh, sixty meters. No, 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 no. Not sixty meters. No. All right then, seven kilometers. Not me, Josh. Not I've me. seen Josh. 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 Nah. Josh runs, I'll, and he's actually. I'd, I reckon I'd take you down in two hundred. Giorgio's got the. He's tanked. Like he would. He would. I can picture him being a sprinter back in the day. Yeah, I could sprint. It was pretty much my only quality on a football field. When, I want, when I'm at full pace, I've got long legs, big stride. Like a big gazelle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like guess a... what? I'm a lion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you're going to eat me. Nah, 200, I reckon you'd pants me at the 200. What about hurdles? Oh, what do you mean? They come up to my fucking neck. <laughs> I just wanted you to say something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, need a tipping comp, boys, as well. Someone said that was Taj Kernsey. Oh, well, Taj, you can set it up and then we'll all get around <laughs> it, promise. <laughs> oh, sorry, mate. Tipping's good. Sorry, sorry. That was the rudest thing I've ever said in my whole life. We hate tipping. And I love you being engaged with the pod. But tipping, um, I, will, um, I won't be tipping this season, boys. Um, is Josh related to Conan O'Brien from Big Boy Benji? Um, I wish. I fucking love Conan O'Brien. He's the best. Um... Then a couple of – one more and then we'll go to an email and we'll finish up. Ruben Solo, the comedian, says go fuck yourself. Um, Whoa. 
Yeah, he's probably a joke in there somewhere. Um, oh. Crom 10th. <laughs> Thank you, Robin. Bring back Georgia Bolt. Ant Facts back. I think we got enough in there. Thank you very much for everyone that responded to those. And the emails, we've got one more from Mitchell Oliver. Loving the new pod already, guys. The stings have been straight fire. That's better than what Dan Harlow oh, said. Thank you. Um, other expect. Uh, exceptions to the rule. Oh, sorry, sorry. Not often a sequel is good or better than the original, but maybe this is the exception to the rule. Other exceptions include the 06 Granny, which Hutto alluded to in episode oh. one, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, agree with that, and Snapchat originally was Pickaboo. Thanks, boys. P.S. Can we... Uh, gets more cricket news coverage. Oh, well, we touched on it for one second today. And, so. well, apologies to all the listeners. I actually was thinking about the wrong game. <laughs> so pretty poorly, but we put it in there. Also cars, oh not cars, um, Toy Story 2. <laughs> Toy Story 2 is probably better than one. Um, George, you've been on fire today, my friend. I reckon. Um, With your thoughts. <laughs> trying to think what else. I could keep going. Um, we know you could. Actually, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, the sequel is probably... All right, that was Kick It Forward episode two. Thank you for everyone that tuned in. Um, we love everything. If you want to sponsor the pod, reach out on kickitforwardmailbag.com and uh, enjoy the week and keep kicking things forward. Kick it forward.